It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined by my main man, Smooth. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Smooth underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Smooth and I, we're going to go ahead. We're going to break down Monday Night Football and the game between Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But before we go ahead and talk about that, I want to ask Smooth, you know, who his surprise teams are this year. He's going to give you guys two. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you guys my two. And then we'll kind of talk over them over just a few minutes. And then we'll go ahead. We'll jump into the game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. So Smooth, I asked you to go ahead, pick up two teams that you thought were surprising so far this year. So why don't you go ahead, give me one of those, and let's talk a little bit about that team. Yeah, Sleepy, uh, my first team, the Carolina Panthers, been playing really well on both sides of the ball, playing complimentary football. And Matt Rule, I think it's his third year with Joe Brady, and just bringing in a bunch of new uh, defensive guys over the years that is finally paying off. I know it's you know really early right now, but they're only giving up 10 points a game, but that's a big improvement from last year. Uh, when they was giving up about 25, 26 points a game, a 15-point improvement. You know, we got to talk about Sam Darnold here. I know I've been somebody that's been giving him a lot of crap because of his poor play since he's been in the league. But as how well he's playing is just proving how much coaching has on impact. He just looks like a completely different player. He actually looks like the player that, you know, they drafted him to be, you know, going as high as he did in the draft. So I think you got to give, you know, Matt Rule a lot of credit for that and Joe Brady a lot of credit for that and, you know, the weapons that he has around him. Um, we're talking about bringing, you know, Robbie Anderson over from the Jets with him. You know, he was a, a deep threat in New York that he, he had a good connection with and is kind of showing in Carolina as well. He got hurt last game, but Christian McCaffrey, before he got hurt against the Texans, you know, he looked like his normal self. They might have been using him a little bit too much too early, but – it doesn't really matter to me with the, the level of competition that the Panthers have, you know, played against, you know, so far. Darnold is specifically because I don't think that he ever had, you know, this good of stretch of, of ball uh, playing uh, when he was with the Jets anyway. So just seeing that he can play this well in the league under this coaching staff, enough confidence for me for to pick them as my surprise team and then being the NFC South. You know, just talking about the rest of the teams, there's no, you know, clear cut, you know, second best team in that division, um, you know, behind the Bucks. You know, you look at the Falcons, you know, they're struggling and, you know, everybody else in that division just, you know, can't really compare or, you know, compete, you know, with the Bucks. But, you know, with that defense um, that the Panthers can, you know, put on the field and, you know, a running game and Donald can continue his great play. I think the Panthers are a team that can contend for a, contend for a, a wild card spot yeah I wouldn't rule them out of the wild card I was going through their schedule smooth and I was looking like they don't get tough games like within like a, a short you know a couple of weeks until really the end of the season I think it's the Buccaneers followed by maybe the Bills I think the Falcons are in there and then it's the Bucks again to close out the season but over like the next eight weeks eight nine weeks they have games that they can win and if they do knock out a bunch of wins, although everybody might look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an 0-2 for them, there's a good chance that Tampa in like week 17 you know, might not even play their, you know, play their, their starters. And they could actually end up, you know, sitting a bunch of guys. And maybe that's like 
you know, the one game that Carolina needs to go ahead and, you know, sneak in there. But, you know, starting out 3-0, and not bad. They're going to need Darnold, though, you know, to really step up and keep this team rolling and that defense. McCaffrey's going to be out now for a couple weeks. He has a hamstring strain. But I, I kind of highlighted the Carolina Panther defense, you know, going in the last week, and then I highlighted them again. Now, yeah, that team hasn't even given up 50 yards rushing all season long. I think they're the number one pass defense, number one rush defense, number one points per game defense. I mean, that defense is really stepping up. And although they've played, you know, kind of inferior competition, it takes games like that, you know, to go out there and perform really well. And what that does is it gives you so much confidence. And I believe that the Panthers, you know, have a ton of confidence right now. Let's talk about one of my surprise teams, a team that I think has a ton of confidence move. Uh, It's the Las Vegas Raiders. They were in a tough spot today. And I think that there's a couple of ways that you can go ahead and measure, you know, how a team is good or how a team has, you know, drastically improved from, you know, who they were. Miami jumped out to a lead in that game. And I was like, oh, I'm like, uh-oh, uh, Raiders could be in trouble here. But they fought back in that game and they eventually ended up in overtime and they got a win. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, the quarterback play from Derek Carr. I mean, he's going out there. He's playing lights out. I think he's got already like 1,200 yards on the season or something crazy like that. I mean, he's thrown for like 400-plus yards a game. And I think the Raiders' defense is a little bit improved from what I've seen on the field. Uh, they haven't exactly played a bunch of bums this year. They've played some good teams, and they've been in some tough spots in, in, in really in all those games that they've played this year. But they've uh, they've gutted through, and I think that the Raiders are, are certainly improved, probably a little bit better than a lot of us uh, had thought. Now, Smooth, you're in Las Vegas. And I wanted to ask you this the last time that we were doing a podcast because I think it was might have been the day before the Raiders. Actually, it was the day after. It was the day after when they played that Monday night game or Sunday night game against Baltimore. And uh, I was just curious, you know, how was the buzz in the city, you know, with with the Raiders going ahead and uh, and playing that game and then eventually, you know, getting that big win? Because, I mean, you got to say that that's one that probably probably one of the biggest wins in Raiders history. Uh, as they took down Baltimore in that game. Yeah, the the Raiders, they have a big, you know, uh, home crowd, home field advantage. Um, just being around that, uh, just being around that arena, close to that environment, um, you know, a lot of fans show up and, you know, a lot of fans that they have from, you know, from California, you know, travel here as well and, and go out to the games and, and pack it out. But, you know, the last two uh, home games, uh, Monday night against the Ravens and then tonight, um, against the Dolphins, you know, it's been, uh, it's been packed out and, and loud in there. And, you know, I think they feed off that energy because, you know, they just continue to fight back. Uh, I think they got down again, you know, by two touchdowns and you know, they just uh, stayed together and, you know, put out some pretty impressive, another pretty impressive win uh, without Josh Jacobs. I wanted to add that, you know, to, to what you were saying as well, you know, these wins that they've been getting, you know, they ha- haven't even had their full, complimentary of players because he's a he's a really big piece to what they want to do that's a, a good pick that a good team that you picked as well with them playing as well as they are and you know missing a guy like him all right well let me give you my second surprise team and then we'll get your final one here second surprise team for me denver broncos uh that team's defense right now smooth i moved them up to number one i don't know if you agree with that but look as i mentioned there are indicators that'll tell you that teams are better and I just mentioned it with the Raiders, how they fought back. They've beaten good teams. And when the Broncos pitch a shutout, and I don't care who it's against, I don't care if it's against the Jets or the Jaguars or whoever it might be, that's a clear indicator that 
there's something going on on that side of the ball where they literally – I don't think they've let a team move in the red zone in two weeks. That is not easy to do. Bridgewater's playing really well. I think when they get Judy back, that if the Broncos are in a position to where they need a shot in the arm, they're going to get that. And that offense, to me, you know, is probably maybe top 12 offense in the league, but that defense is for real. And I like what, I, what I've seen from them. They're going to have a tough game this week, you know, going up against the Ravens, but that game will be in Denver. And I think we're going to know just how good that team is when they play Baltimore because Baltimore – I think they'll be a little bit more focused after what we saw today. That Justin Tucker kick was insane. I don't want to say they should have lost the game. I mean, they won because they, you know, they got a, a really badass kicker. But Denver is a surprise team for me. Like what they've been doing all year long. How about you, Smooth? What do you got for your final surprise team? Uh, I'm gonna stay in that AFC West division, and I'm gonna go with the Chargers. You know, they've been a team that's you know had a, a lot of talent over the last couple years or so, and I think that this team just went to another level. You know, last year when they got Justin Herbert and, you know, started to see his skill set and what he's able to bring to the game. But, you know, last year they just uh, seemed like they invented, you know, different ways to lose every week. And I think that had to do a lot more, you know, with uh, with coaching, bad time management and things like that. But getting in a second year with Justin Herbert, a healthy, you know, wide receiver group. We're talking about Keenan Allen, Mike Williams and bringing over Jared Cook from the Saints the new head coach and Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. He comes over and I think he showed, uh, you know, his worth uh, this week, you know, going up against the Chiefs, went out there. He tried it out his field goal team to kick the field goal, uh, but he called a timeout and pulled him back off the field and said, you know, we're playing against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to beat him with field goals. And they went for it for fourth down and got it and turned it into a touchdown and pulled out the win. So, you go back and look at this team, um, the last three times they played the Chiefs, they played them pretty tough. Uh, two times last year, should have probably won one of those games, uh, the first one. And then they come back and, and win, you know, and win this one. So um, I like the Chargers there. You know, they got a, a leg up on the Chiefs right now, getting the win early in the season. So I think if they can stay healthy, you know, with guys like Joey Bosa and Derwin James on defense, um, I think they'll be right there at the end of the season uh, with a chance to win the AFC West as well. Yeah, I see improvement in the Chargers. I think two improvements that we didn't really see last year was Mike Williams becoming, you know, a, a, a real threat. And then Austin Eckler, obviously, he, last year, you know, he went down early, but he's healthy. You know, Williams is, you know, seems like he's in, again going into his prime right now. And then you still have Keenan out, out there doing, you know, his thing. So they look good. And I think one of the things move that I noticed, and this is two things with the Chiefs. Number one, the one, the easiest way for you to beat them is to get pressure on Mahomes. You can't just let him sit in there because he's going to pick you apart. And teams have been doing that, and they've been having success, you know, getting after him. Like you have to, you know, you got to throw the house at him and hope that he doesn't beat you, you know, with the blitz. But one of the other things I noticed, and we see this a lot in uh, in basketball, where guys hot dog a lot, and they show off at times when they probably shouldn't. And I've actually seen a little bit of that from Mahomes, you know, over the last couple of games where it's like, just go out there and do your job and just, you know, make the play. You don't have to do, uh, you know, no look passes and things like that and and try to do crazy stuff. I think that Andy Reid more than likely, you know, has had his fair share of hot dog players. And I know that because uh, when he coached Philadelphia, he had a lot on that team. Uh, guys just doing things that they shouldn't be doing to, 
you know, get more spotlight. Mahomes doesn't need to do that. He just needs to go out there and play football. Uh, he's just, you know, naturally that gifted where he can go out there and kick your rear end. But uh, I do see a little bit of that. And maybe, maybe Reed will get him a little bit more honed in from, you know, trying to make the flashy, splashy play and just go out there and make the play. But with all that said, good stuff. I felt like we picked out four good teams to kind of talk about for a couple minutes there. So let's go ahead and just jump into the Eagles and the Cowboys. Cowboys, it uh, depends on which book you're looking at here. They're going to be around minus three and a half, minus three. Uh, I do see some totals out there, 51, 51 and a half. You and I were talking a little bit. Uh, you think we could potentially see a shootout in this game, right? Yeah, that's right. So the first question I'll ask, and I don't believe it has to do with, with Dallas. I think you think Dallas could probably score. Obviously, they're you know with Dak Prescott and the running back committee and the wide receivers they have. But what gives you what gives you positivity that the that there could be a shootout? You know, with Philadelphia, how are they going to put points on the board for you? I just think that the Eagles are coming into this matchup a little bit underrated, and I think it goes back to you know before the season started when we you know broke down some teams. You know, in the preseason, uh, the Eagles were my team in the NFC East. That uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a, you know, chance to win a division because of one, you know, there's going to be, they're going to, they were going to be more healthier this year. And then two, um, Jalen Hurts, I was a little bit higher on him more than most. And, you know, through the first couple weeks of the season, he's kind of proven that, uh, kind of proving me right, right now. And he has the seventh best QBR and the second best grade out of quarterbacks from pro football focus. And he's just showing his ability to be a dual threat. Um, I think, him having a, a full off season, you know, going in, you know, into the season, going into training camp with a realistic shot of being a starter and then once being named the starter. So I think he has motivation behind that to, you know, prove that, you know, he's the the franchise quarterback of the future. And throughout the first couple of weeks, you know, he's been able to show that uh, with guys on the outside, you know, he's able to take advantage of their speed and mismatches. Talking about Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager, the guys like Dallas Goddard, and Zach Ertz, you know, adding to those two tight end uh, tandems, you know, they just have a lot of speed and, you know, coming out of the backfield with Miles Sanders. And, you know, just the injuries that, you know, the Cowboys are dealing with as well as the Eagles are dealing with, um, you know, I just think that both offenses will have plenty of opportunities, you know, to put up some points. And I think it'll be a game where it comes down to, you know, whoever has the ball last or whoever, you know, doesn't commit as many turnovers, they're uh, going to be the winner. I don't know about the Philly offense. After last week, I was a little worried. Last week, they start out the game against San Fran, and they looked good. And then it just seemed like um, like somebody put a banana in their tailpipe to where they really struggled. I think the big story about the Eagles offense this week could be the offensive line. They're not only going to lose Jordan Maliata, but they also lose Brennan Brooks. Uh, Brooks is going to be on the IR, and Maliata is going to be, you know, he's going to be out. So not only do you lose a guard, you know, on one side of the line, you lose, you know, a tackle on the other. I think that will hurt them. Uh, as far as the Philly defense is concerned, I have a couple concerns. Strong safety, Rodney McLeod's going to be out, but they lose one of their better, one of their better players on the defense and one of their energizer bunnies, one of the guys who, you know, kind of sets the tone in Brandon Graham. Uh, unfortunately, he went down. He's going to be on the IR. He's out for the year. I believe he blew his Achilles out. So I think there are some injury concerns for Philly coming into this game, but we we have to question the Dallas defense. I mean, we, do we know they're not good? I think they probably were a little bit better coming into the season than they were, you know, last season's move. But uh, if you look at the injury lineup for that team, 
Uh, there are a bunch of injuries for Cowboys as well. So if Philly comes out and they look a little bit better this week, you know, with all the speed they have, I could understand that they put up a, a ton of points in this one. But I just worry about, you know, Jalen Hurts being able to command, um, you know, a lot of new guys on the offense that he hasn't worked with over the last year, you know, taking them on the road, you know, into Dallas and, and getting a win. I think they'll put points up, but I don't know if they'll probably win this game. I just know this Philly team rather well, and I think the offensive line is going to hurt them uh, more than anything. And there are guys that are going to be filling in literally that that they had pegged it as a starter, and they had him out there. I believe one of them was Dillard, and they immediately said, like, look, this guy's not ready because he's just making too many mistakes. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Dillard on the field tomorrow uh, making mistakes for Philly as well. But I would recommend probably a player prop in this one. And a lot of it has to do with the matchup that we're probably going to end up seeing. More than likely, we're probably going to see Avante Maddox probably in the slot. And I'm going to guess that, that CeeDee Lamb is going to be trying to match up against him in the slot probably more than any other player um, on that Philly secondary. And as I mentioned, Rodney McLeod's out. So uh, that's probably going to hurt Philly as well. I think you could probably play CeeDee Lamb over 77 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Philly's been known to give up a lot of a lot of yards like in the middle of the field, but uh, you could also beat that team deep. So if I were going to go ahead and recommend a play here, I'd recommend CeeDee Lamb over his receiving yards, uh, a 77 and a half. All right, Smooth, so I talked about both teams, but I didn't hear you talk too much about Dallas. Why don't you tell me about that team? And because this is a concern that I have, I have Ezekiel Elliott in my fantasy league, and he hasn't really done a whole hell of a lot for me. And I noticed last week that, uh, Pollard got a lot of carries and I keep hearing, you know, people chirping that Pollard's better than Zeke. And then I look at the stats and I'm like, all right, well, you know, Pollard has more yards. He's averaging more yards per rush. So I don't know what you make of Zeke and I don't know exactly what you make of Dallas, you know, as a whole, but uh, why don't you tell me how you feel about Zeke right now? Have you seen anything, you know, that, that would, you know, cause you any concern? Um, I wouldn't say it caused me for concern, not so much for, you know, the, the Cowboys, the team's sake, but maybe more so for Zeke's sake. They do have obviously have a, a running back tandem with Pollard and Zeke, but it's just, you know, clear as day that when Pollard touches the ball, he just has more explosiveness to take it to the house, you know, whether he catches it out of the backfield or hits the hole in the running game. You know, that used to be Zeke, but, you know, just the wear and tear on his body, maybe some injuries, you know, has held him down a little bit. But, you know, this year he looks like he's in a, a lot better shape and he has some of that pop back, but you know, Pollard just has it all right now. So I do think that Zeke could be useful and maybe some, you know, red zone or goal line situations to where he's has a little bit more power, a little bit more muscle to him. But, you know, just talking a little bit more about this Cowboys team in general for this matchup, you know, their secondary, you know, it was one of the worst secondaries in the league, giving up, you know, close to 350 yards a game through the air and, just don't see how they how they're going to have, you know, the ability to you know keep this uh, the eagle speed at the wide receiver position, and their tight ends, you know, under control. You know, I think Dallas should also be fortunate, you know, that they're one and one. You know, going back to week one, you know, they have four turnovers, three or four turnovers against Tampa Bay, and usually when you win a turnover battle like that, you should win the game, um, but they lost. And you know, against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers should have won that game by at least two touchdowns, but um, they didn't really stop the Chargers. The Chargers just stopped themselves with uh, the self-inflicted penalties taken, 
you know, a couple of touchdowns off the board. So I just think that this could be a, you know, a bad matchup for Dallas, especially on defense, because the first couple of weeks they're going against, you know, some some weapons that were, you know, kind of big and physical. And we're talking about, you know, uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen and those type of guys. Um, but this week or tomorrow night, they're going to see a lot different, you know, type of threat out there with a bunch of speed all over the field and a dual threat quarterback in uh, Jalen Hurts. So um, I know you like the Cowboys, but, you know, I lean, I lean and like the Eagles. So I take the points and I think they're even kind of live to, to win this one outright as well. All right. So Smooth and I will be on opposite sides here with the side. Uh, he likes the over. I would probably lean that way. I think the only thing that would hold Philly down, as I had mentioned, is if the offensive line doesn't give Hurts enough time to, you know, go through his progressions to find, you know, the, the Rager, Devontae Smith, and guys like that. Um, if Dallas can't get through and, and penetrate that offensive line and Hurts is able to go ahead and do his thing and create plays with his feet, then, uh, you know, Dallas could, you know, eventually struggle to hold Philly down. Uh, as I mentioned, I like C.D. Lamb over his receiving yards. Uh, go Just go through and look at the stats and look how bad, you know, Avante Maddox is against the guys in the slot. And I don't see why Dallas wouldn't want to put their best receiver in C.D. Lamb, you know, in the slot as much as possible. I could see Dak, you know, throwing the ball quite a bit tomorrow. So um, that's what we're going to do there. We'll talk. To, glad we got a chance to go ahead and talk through some Monday Night Football and talk to a couple of our surprise teams. Uh, but with that said, you guys know where to find myself and Smoove on Twitter. You guys can get me at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You can get Smoove at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on Monday night. Enjoy the game.